The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 113. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Berzini, and you're listening to The Secret to Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we're discussing the fifth episode of Season 6, Nightwalkers. SG-1 is sent to investigate the disappearance of Dr. Richard Fleming, who is working on a top-secret project at the Immunitech Research Company. They soon discover that the town of Stevenson is infested with the Gould, who are using people as hosts while they build an incomplete spaceship. The NID are involved in the operation, and they plan to steal the spaceship and use it as a planetary defense system. SG-1 is captured by the Gould, but Carter is able to inject herself with a drug that kills the symbiote inside of her. The other citizens of Stevenson are also freed from the Gould with the drug, and the spaceship is taken back to Area 51 for further study. It was a very, uh, very X-Files episode, I felt like. It was. I was just yeah. waiting for Mulder and Scully to show up. <laughs> What are your thoughts on this episode, Lisa? Uh, I like it. I I didn't remember it exactly. And uh, I I know it gets a lot of criticism for me to X-Files, but for me, it was, it's fun. It's, it's different. It's the, you you don't have Daniel, you don't have Jack and you've got Carter leading the two aliens as a team and Mm. hijinks ensue. And it's, she does a fabulous job being the leader. And uh, I don't know. I just, it's a, it's a different type of episode and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a nice change of pace. I like that they they went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. What about you, Victor? Yeah, I I like this one too. I think it's probably one of the better you know Earthbound episodes where they go out into a city or a town you know for the whole episode. Um, we get some good scenes of Jonas Quinn kind of you know in in the wild or you know in America as a stranger <laughs> in a strange land. So I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, all of that and. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the story. Um, you know, it ties into what they've shown us before. Um, you know, we get to see the NID hubris at work. <laughs> and then Carter, you know, saves the day. Yeah. This is definitely a Carter the Hero episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice that they're calling back to that earlier episode with the uh, that millionaire guy who was going to use the ghoul to cure himself. Adrian Conrad. Yep. Yeah. You knew who Adrian Conway was, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and it's uh you get like that small town creepy uh like creepy haunting kind of feel. So mm-hmm. that was fun. I really like I like Teal'c and Jonas interacting with all the the townspeople. And I really feel like that's something I want to see more of. I want to see more of them out in the world not just on the base like they talk about we need to we need to get off the base more basically mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they they did a great interaction you know at the at the bar 
Yeah. And then also at the diner, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like so much fun to see what kind of trouble they're going to get into. Mm-hmm. I just love the scenes where, where Tilk's like, I, I know all about human behavior. Like watch it, <laughs> watch me do what I do, you know? And it's, it's clear neither of them are, are, you know, could, could perfectly pass, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but there were different circumstances in that bar. You know, everybody there was yeah. in Gouldened. I find it funny that the Gould still hang out at the bar at night and are drinking like <laughs> that's you true know, might as well <laughs> yeah they, they gotta you know get reward themselves for working hard on the spaceship <laughs> yeah go out and grab a grab a beer afterwards yeah and i think they they you know, these aren't kind of the the smartest gould given that they're very immature you know were implanted and they're cl- all clones too mm-hmm. so but i do like that even you know, hanging out in a bar, like the Goulds still think that they're better than humans. And if one is sitting in their bar, they'll, they'll think they'll say that you're sitting in our seat and try and, you know, get them out of the bar and stuff. So, yeah, that was, that was fun. I do like, uh, and I like how Teal'c and Jonas approach things so differently where Teal'c is very stoic and kind of just uses his size and his imposing presence for intimidation. Whereas Jonas is the opposite. He's very gregarious and very outgoing and he just wants to wave at everybody and talk to them. And he's super excited about fatty American food. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't though? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was just getting on the, uh, the whole carnivore keto thing before it was popular. Just eat tons of <laughs> yeah. bacon. Yeah. Isn't he putting like his French fry in a milkshake or something? Yeah, you guys don't do that with a. Yeah, you do that with a. Uh, get the fries and the frosty from Wendy's. Maybe this is where it all started. Yeah, it was a Jonas <laughs> Quinn trend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it is funny. I feel like they don't mention Jack being gone at all. Like they may touch on it in the beginning, but it's mostly just all right. We're gonna go see what's going on in this weird town because the guy, the doctor, calls Carter. You don't really get any mention of Jack. Of course, that's the next episode, but mm-hmm. it was fun to see that dynamic because have we had an episode without Richard Dean Anderson? Yeah, I don't think we have. Um, oh, we, I don't know about Jack. I think there may have been one up until this point because the wiki mm-hmm. said this was the first one without any characters from the movie in it. So mm-hmm. we may have gotten one with just Daniel Jackson. Mm. Yeah, I can't remember one without Jack, but it's possible. I know we've had them without Daniel, obviously. Yeah. But it was kind of fun just to see there. I mean, they they mentioned like in a passing, oh, yeah, he's still waiting to get the Tok'ra out of him. So he'll be back later. But it was kind of fun just to see the three of them interact as a full Mm -hmm. team together. And it's they did. They did pretty well. It also clears the. uh, clears the scenes for the other characters to have more to do because yeah. Richard Dean Anderson does tend to steal a lot of the scenes he's in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like, think about when he, they were in, I forgot what episode that was. Uh, in like with the guy who thought he was from, he thought he was from outer space, but he was from outer space member. Oh yeah. Marty. Oh yeah. Marty. Yeah. So, you know, Tilt just basically got to lay on the bed and, you know, throw coins in the vibrating bed and laugh, you know, (laughs) and this one, he actually gets to do stuff. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. I can't imagine what, what Jack would have had to do in this episode either. That wouldn't have taken away from Carter necessarily, Mm -hmm. or he would have just been quipping more and punching people probably. Yeah. Yeah. Making funny remarks. That's about it. 
Mm-hmm. And I like that it's Carter using her her know-how and her her scientific background and her intelligence to to solve the problem. Like, because they have that vial of the some kind of antibiotic. I can't remember exactly what they call it. Um, gold juice. The gold juice that <laughs> liquefies yeah. the gold. And, and they mention at the end of the episode that the gold just dies and then the body reabsorbs it, which mm-hmm. sounds nasty. Like they've, they've made that. They've said that before, I believe. Mm-hmm. Up yeah. This point. yeah. Your body will absorb the dead gold. Yeah. I, I guess that's a way to get around, uh, having to operate on every single person in the town. Or it coming out. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like if you have, I mean, other parasites probably will dissolve in your body over time. Right. Some probably won't. I don't know if, if anybody here is in, expert on worms and stuff let us know in the comments in as much detail as you can what happens to a tapeworm if it dies inside of you (laughs) please send us us videos if you have any yeah (laughs) send them all to lisa (laughs) (laughs) i'm good thank you but um yeah Uh, go ahead no you go ahead yeah so anyways the scientist uh Dr. Fleming calls Sam, uh, you know, out of the blue and then his, his car is, you know, he's, he's suicided basically. And, uh, that leads them to the small town sheriff who just wanted to, to put in a mention here for, for, uh, blue Mankuma who plays, uh, the sheriff as well as kind of the leader of the, of the Gould by night. The conceit here is that since the Gould are mature, they can only take control of the hosts at nighttime when they're asleep. And then when the people wake up, they're in control. The humans are in control and they don't remember being a ghoul or why their shoes are dirty or, you know, their hands are scratched up from working on a spaceship or something. Yeah. They got to be pretty, uh, pretty resourceful in covering that up. So no one sees it. And I guess, are there no like security cameras in the town or do they turn those off at night? Like there's a lot of those questions, but you know, we let it pass. Yeah. Maybe this, I mean, small town, this, yeah, you couldn't do this sort of story today with, you know, cameras everywhere. But um, so basically the people are basically sleepwalking through through their days, uh, very sleepy. Mm-hmm. But I thought Blue, uh, Blue Vancouver did a really good job as the, as the small town sheriff, you know, you know, just, oh boy, more feds in my town type thing. He would have been, yeah. you know, he has played probably similar, similar roles on, you know, Supernatural, I think, and probably every other show he's the you know, the, the board or the, uh, put upon sheriff type, type character. Well, at the beginning, you really feel like he's, he really wants to get to the bottom of this and he's, you know, he's yeah. helpful. And so I liked the twist that he was head ghouled. That was yeah. nice. I do also like though, that he wasn't actually evil. Like during the day he was actually trying to solve the case okay. and it wasn't, it wasn't him like trying to trick them. Oh. It was just was, when he falls asleep, the ghoul takes over. Yeah. So it was nice that the main, I guess the main antagonists really were the, the NID because they're the, the ones NID. who kind of mess everything up and <laughs> just another case of them coming in and fouling things up for the rest of the team. Yeah. I, I like their like, oh, we've got it. We're fine. Just we're, we've been watching it. It's, it's no big deal to have all these ghouled people running around. It's fine. Yeah. And of course the gold know exactly who they are and what they're doing. And are, are planning on using them to to spread the the gold far and wide throughout the NID and and then ultimately uh, the SGC as well. Mm-hmm. 
And it's funny, I guess this is something that would really happen in like governmental agencies. You have all these different compartmentalized programs stepping on each other's toes. Like that really happens. So it's, it's funny that that's, that's what's going on here. Like the SGC doesn't know about it and the NID will do anything they can to not let the SGC know what they're doing. And it seems like, I feel like if you have a program of this magnitude that involves interplanetary travel, you really don't want that kind of stuff going on. But knowing how the government works, I imagine that's probably what would actually happen in real life too. (laughs) I'd, I'd imagine so as well. And we should mention, uh, agent cross who, uh, first appears as the debt, one of the deputies in the small town. It's played by Vincent Gale, who, uh, is another, um, great Canadian sci-fi character actor that, that you've seen in numerous places. I think was it Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, he uh, was, yeah, he plays a character on there. I think that's where most people recognize him from. Did you see, well, I didn't notice in the show, but I read it, what his name tag said. On his, oh, I didn't see that. It said his, his name tag was P. Mully. Or Paul oh. Mully. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, what's yeah. with the name tags on this show? Everybody's just having whatever, whatever name tag. And then there was a delivery truck that said um, Malazi something and packaging, MCP. Oh, oh nice. Cool. That's so like, I think they just had a little fun with it this time. Somebody did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're you're putting together all the set dressing. You might as well throw in some Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, like, make know, it a little uh, fun. And that's something that you don't see as much anymore, especially on small things that you can't see on the screens. Pre HD, they would do that much more often. Um, like I know there's an episode of uh, Next Generation where they have a whole computer screen up of all these like past crew members, and it's all just like names of the uh, crew and a bunch of the doctors from Doctor Who and. <laughs> I think some yeah. like dead presidents and stuff. So, <laughs> which of course they edit all, they change all that when they do the HD re-releases. But you know, <laughs> I, I like funny Easter eggs like that. That was fun. Oh, I should also mention Vincent Gale was a uh, had six episodes on Stargate Universe as well. So we'll see him. That's that's where I remember oh. seeing him from. Yeah, it's it's been over ten years. That. So I, yeah, yeah. I haven't different seen that, character, so. right? Yeah, yeah, different <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> Do they ever, I don't, maybe I missed it, but I don't think they ever mentioned where they're getting all the resources to build this spaceship. Like you're in kind of a podunk town in Oregon. Where, where are you getting that stuff? It doesn't look like they were very far along either. I mean, the steel maybe from the mill or the shipyard. I mean, they mentioned it was a shipyard, yeah. but we don't, yeah. So I'm yeah. supposed to pay attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're growing the crystals, you know, and. With like the little string and the sugar water, like you make <laughs> candy or something. I don't know how they make those control crystals, but I had a question: something. Where is Adrian Conrad and his gold? Did we? Did they say? Because they mention him and they mention the company, but we don't actually see him. They say that because they they just say that he went and started his company here. He moved his company to Oregon after mm-hmm. everything went down with that. Um, yeah, we don't see him at all. So, again, I don't know if he shows yeah. up later or not. It's later this season we see his Gould. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think we see him too. I'm not sure, but we do see his his Gould, but with a different host, I think. Yeah, maybe they maybe they had actor problems. So he is presumed dead, I guess. Along with Dr. Fleming and the other guy. Yeah, because the last we saw him, he 
ran away with Simmons, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And that, yes. And yeah. that becomes a that was, plot point later on. Yeah. Middle of last um, season. It was, I think, episode 11 of season five. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think they resolve that later this season. I, I want to say that we, I guess that's why I'm getting confused because yeah. I feel like we do get a resolution to this. And I just, I guess I thought it was this episode and it's not. No, it's, it's l- later on because it, it takes, the final confrontation takes place on something we haven't seen yet. <laughs> nice. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was reading online that, uh, Apparently, this uh, this town, Stevenson, Canada, is actually uh, it's in British Columbia, or Stevenson, Oregon, is actually Stevenson, British Columbia, um, and they have used this for a lot of different uh, like science fiction TV shows. Like, there's episodes of the X Files that were filmed there. I think they filmed some of the Forty Four Hundred, and then uh, they also used it in the most recent Godzilla movie. So it's one of those well-used locations. And it did look mm-hmm. a lot like an X-Files episode. So that was probably not only the fact that this felt like an X-Files episode, but same mm-hmm. location. And gotcha. an important one to me, Once Upon a Time. Because I used to oh, be nice. on the panel for that uh, Secrets of Once Upon a Time show oh, yeah. many years ago. Yeah, that's a throwback. So, yeah, it is. And uh, <laughs> we have a Stargate crossover because Robert Carlyle was the star of Once Upon a Time as Rumpelstiltskin and he's in Universe. That's right. And he's in The Full Monty, which is a new TV show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a throwback, And he was too. on Train Spotting too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Prometheus, oh, yeah. Prometheus is the episode this season where... Yeah. So we don't have to... We don't have long. We just another four or five episodes. Awesome to get a resolution to that yeah. arc. I thought it was interesting that Carter and Jonas, I felt like they were getting a real connection. Mm-hmm. You know, because they've given him some grief, but yes. she really, she she really looked like she was trying to, um, still giving him grief, but trying to really make him part of the team. You know, like, yeah. You know, like saying, you know, where he he said he didn't remember who Adrian Conway was, and then calling him out on it later, but not calling him out in front of everybody. And and then when she doesn't want to answer his questions, she's like, "Do you want to go have lunch?" Yeah, <laughs> that's a repeated. You know? uh- a running gag to the episode. But yeah, yeah, at the beginning, they're they're mentioning, yeah, Dr. Fleming called me. Who's Dr. Fleming? He's like, oh, yeah, he wrote all these articles in the science, in the specific science journal, this, this, this. And he's like, what? The the base has a subscription. you know. <laughs> and then at that point, they're like, you know, oh, he must be related to Adrian Conrad. And he's and so he intentionally says, who's Adrian Conrad? Yeah. Just so he isn't Mr. Know-it-all all the time. I almost thought that was pointing out that he he seems to have all this random knowledge and is always reading but then he doesn't know something that actually pertains to what they're doing <laughs> no he, he knew yeah 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 um yes and then and then you know he says don't you think people are acting weird and and they're like what what are you talking about and he goes through the whole litany of just within the diner you know mm-hmm. the person has gotten the order three orders wrong in a row that you know they've dropped three cups of coffee or whatever runs down the entire list of things he's observed just while they were sitting there and they just <laughs> thought he was stuffing his face. Right. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's another one of those kind of like the uh, practical genius side of him. Or he's playing uh, like a Columbo. Yeah. Act like he doesn't know what's going on, but. Well, doesn't yeah. he at one point have a lollipop? Yes. He'd Kojak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Kojak. That's what I was, yeah. Because I was watching it with my kids and they were like, 
why does he have a lollipop? And I'm like, okay, old cop show, Kojak. Like, who loves you, baby? Yeah. Tony Savalas, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. And he's eating constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just not even just this episode. Like, he's no, always had- eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could eat that much and stay thin. That would be nice. I was thinking, though, that the dude putting in the eight cubes of sugar in his coffee, I know people who drink coffee like that, so that wouldn't have phased me. It's nasty, but... Don't hey, you have, like, tea zone. like that or something? Down there? Isn't that how you, how you guys down Sweet there drink tea. your tea or something? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a bad Southerner. I don't like grits, and I don't like oh, sweet tea, so... Okay. I love grits, hate sweet tea, so... Yeah. Of course, I don't know if Texas is Southern, so... <laughs> who knows? I'm sure that... I'm sure it depends on who you ask. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the secrets of regional beverages. There you go. Starquest. There we go. Yeah, I think Cast Network. There is a there is a food and a food and drink. A oh, that's forum right. On on the Discord. So if you're interested in talking about sweet tea or grits or any other <laughs> regional beverages, and if you have opinions on if Texas counts as the South or not, you can go onto our there Discord at sqpn.com/discord and let us know in the. <laughs> Food and drink forum. We'll head over there and argue with you. Yes. <laughs> I've never had sweet tea, so if it, if you think oh. I'm missing out, uh, you know, start something there on the Discord and um, maybe I'll try it someday. <laughs> when I meet you, when I finally meet you in person, I'll make you drink some. Yeah. I won't have any, but I'll make you drink some just because I'll bring you a whole gallon of Milo's. Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'll be like that movie seven or something. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, back to Stargate. <laughs> it is, I, I, it's interesting. Um, so they clone the gold, but they don't ever go into any of like that, that aspect of the episode because the lab burned down. So we don't get to see any, any yeah. of the cloning technology, which I was, I wanted to see that. Like they talk about it, but we don't get to see any of it. Yeah. Not a lot of like new set or new sets created for this mm-hmm. really at all we see like one shot of the ship but it's you know a, a digital mat you know composited shot um yeah so i think it's very uh you know hopefully was budget friendly yeah definitely seems to be yeah. the direction they were going with it Joan, they also do talk about how cloning is illegal cloning humans is legal in the united states and i don't think that's actually that's not a law that's actually on the books, but apparently it is in Canada, which I find interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's why they mention it. Makes me wonder what's what's going on in Canada that they would have to make a law against that. <laughs> Especially in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. They're, well, we never got our army of Wayne Gretzky clones, so uh, <laughs> that's the only conceivable use I could think of cloning in in Canada, maybe, so. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And they didn't, I was, ho- I was really hoping we'd get Tielka and his very fun uh, pronunciation of vampires. So hoping he'd drop that again, the vampires. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause they're all walking around at night and they don't come out in the day. Yeah. But we don't, we don't get any of that. No, that was, that's, that's a deep cut. That's a callback to season one or season two. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny because, you know, this, them walking through the, through the town, you know, you're thinking nowadays you're like, oh, they could be zombies or they could be, you know, there's all these other things. And 
all I kept thinking of was like Michael Jackson's Thriller video. I mean, it makes me really old, but just, you know, like they're all just going to break out dancing or something crazy is going to happen. But no, just the NID comes and gets... I, okay, the NID comes and gets Tilk and uh, Jonas out of the car, puts them in the van, right? They get yeah. in the van and they're like, you need to leave town now. And I'm like, you just, the, the car's over <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, they just, they royally mess it up and then the ghouls are onto them and they, they zap them and implant, uh, they don't implant Tilk, they implant Carter and mm-hmm. the NID guys and the NID guys become ghouled, but Carter, because she has taken the antibiotic, yeah. uh, the ghoul dies and she just plays along with it. Yeah. And it's funny that she mentions the, uh, one of the reasons they, well, they don't implant Teal cause he's a Jaffa and then they don't implant Jonas because he's an alien and he cannot be trusted and they should just kill him. And I do like that. He, he kind of, he takes that to heart. He's like, yeah. You yeah, trust me. <laughs> He's like, wow, that was not nice. <laughs> yeah. Real uh, doctor and our, you know, uh, seventh doctor and ace vibes from, oh, I think their penultimate episode where um, in order to in order to defeat the creature, the doctor has to totally shatter his companions trust in him. And so he begins saying truly like devastating things to her. She's a teenage girl. Right. And just these devastating things, because once she once her faith is is broken for an instant, then, you know, the, the enemy becomes weakened and the doctor can deal with him and stuff. But but yeah, so it's a little we only get one brief moment of that. But then at the end, when they resolve that, you know, Jonas is like, you were in you were you were yourself the entire time. Right. And, and Sam's like, yeah. And he's like the entire time. And she's like, yeah. And so, so you still felt it necessary to to hit me. He doesn't mention the uh, the, the psychological abuse, just the, the physical abuse. And I was going to say, he, mentioned, yeah. he says, like, do you have to slap me so hard? And that was a that was a weak slap that you <laughs> gave him. It was like a it was like a pat on the cheek. I don't think Jonas has been punched that many times in his life. Yeah. Probably not in sure. Kelowna or something. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. Because <laughs> I remember noticing that when she hits him, I was like, come on, that could have been. Yeah, it could have like could've not, he could have like pulled a tooth out of his mouth or something. But like, Arr. but yeah, yeah. I, I did like that we, I, I liked that we didn't know the whole episode, what was going on, that mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we just got little bits and pieces. Oh, you, you'd know if, uh, if you, not to jump ahead, but you'd know if, if you were watching this in Germany. Oh, no. <laughs> the German, German title for this is In den Handen der Gould, In the Hands of the Gould. Nice. So. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. Well, <laughs> they do a go. good, yeah, they do a good job with the misdirection in this episode. And at first mm-hmm. you think it's just about the scientist. And then that kind of, that kind of just gets dropped because it's the gold that are there. And then the NID comes in and adds that whole layer of complication. Yeah. So I like it, how it kept, kept changing focus. Yeah. Kept you guessing. It was, yeah. and it was interesting. I don't think you were ever overwhelmed saying i don't know what's going on or really bored like yeah yeah you know all these moving plots or anything i thought it was i'm I'm sure i don't want stargate to turn into that every week but it was kind of fun it was a nice change of pace from planet of the week episodes or fighting the gold even though this i guess technically was fighting the gold but it was more like fighting the angry teenage gold who want to build a spaceship and don't really (laughs) know what they're doing (laughs) 
and yeah. still move the plot along. Right. Yeah. It was all connected. It wasn't far fetched. It wasn't like, okay, yeah. Like, what is that? And why is that happening? So the, tw- the twist wasn't completely unbelievable. It wasn't right. like, oh, well, it was this alien from this Star Trek, the original series episode that nobody's thought about for 60 years or anything like that, <laughs> like you would get nowadays in some shows. But remember this? Remember Gary <laughs> Seven? <But> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could have been those, uh, the singing people from uh, that, that early episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. The, 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 the w- zipper jumpsuit guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the white people episode. Amazon, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> yeah, we need we need a uh, we need to bring them back in the in the reboot. <laughs> no more plant people, please. Just for Victor, yeah. <laughs> I don't like those guys. I don't like them. No, no, and they did have excellent costuming in this episode. It's not often we get to see them in normal yeah. people clothes. Yeah, and I thought they looked fabulous. They they. They didn't look because sometimes like Carter, they'll put her in a like FBI looking outfit, you know, just like a blazer and a white shirt. And, you know, hers was a little, you know, a little different. They all wore black and but, but different. And I liked it. I thought they looked I think there was a lot of I think they used a lot of leather on yeah. the guys. And um, no, very stylish. I liked it. Yeah, they didn't go full like characters from The Matrix, which a lot right. of shows right around this time we're doing you know yeah all black leather and vinyl and dark sunglasses <laughs> yeah. teal's got his carhartt hat on so yeah i thought you were talking at first about dave uh ward as the uh the you know the big guy in the bar you know who has a very distinctive voice i think he does mainly voices for animations like you're sitting in our seats you know that guy he had a very cool outfit as well i think all the townspeople you know are very uh accurately dressed yeah. Having grown up in a small town, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Including Peter DeLuise as, as the guy leaving the cafe. Yeah. 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 Front and center again. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a, it should be like a drinking game every time he shows up, which would be pretty much every episode, but that he directs. Yeah. yeah he for directs. Sure. Yeah. 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 And if he doesn't show up, then you hear him usually like, yeah. Look out for the whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An army has weapons. An army has food. And the Katano episode. Oh right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if he just like last minute comes up with his lines, or if they like here you're going to say this. But I guess since he's directing, he can pick that out. Yeah, or yeah. you know, in post, like he could say, "Oh, you know, what would really make this scene better is is me yelling this line over the top of it." <laughs> yep. He's got got to put his signature on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is also the first episode where uh, Daniel is not even mentioned. Oh, yeah. There you go. They're over him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't miss him. Sorry. (laughs) It it would be interesting to think about how he would have reacted in these situations. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything he would have done, really. No, except for maybe try to empathize with them or. And say, what right? These, this is a new species of gold. What right do we have to interfere with this new offshoot? If we let them go, they could, in fact, turn against the system lord someday. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yes. yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like you just randomly one day get get a system lord coming in and glass that little area. <laughs> yeah. Call it a meteor. <laughs> you know, what could be interesting is that, you know, they, we have these new ghouls that are being cloned and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the Tok'ra have been saying that the ghoul population has been, what, steady or declining. So yeah. this is a whole new, I mean, you use them as your, your army. You don't need the Jaffa anymore to yeah. grow the symbiotes. So that, you know, could be a, yeah. he could have come up with it as a way to free the Jaffa. There is at least one it's system true. lord who will kind of adopt the whole cloning thing too. But not for, I don't think they make that explicit for a few more seasons. Mm. <laughs> I think the other system lords are too busy eating the other ghouled to, yeah, well, to be thinking about this. <laughs> this could be like their version of lab-grown meat. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Vegan ghouled. <laughs> ghouled the That's indulgences funny. or whatever they want to call it. Beyond ghouled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe it's not, <laughs> not gold. gold. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what a gold tastes like. I'm imagining eel. Uh, yeah, I think eel's probably like sentient eel. It's a good band I, name. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to imagine it. Gould, <laughs> <laughs> it's what's for dinner. It's. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, yeah. So we do uh, get the the NID kind of get their comeuppance through their own stupidity. They're, all the town people get inoculated against the uh, Gould, and the excuse they use is was an outbreak of a uh, meningitis. meningitis. Meningitis, and yeah, I'm just thinking now nowadays post like 2020, it'd probably be pretty <laughs> hard to get a whole town to just get inoculated against something without any pushback. So. Not, Just wait till they fall asleep and then zap the ghouls when the ghouls wake up or something. <laughs> that works, yeah. Or maybe you <laughs> tell the ghoul that they have ghouled measles and they need the shot. They're immature, so they might believe you. Yeah, it doesn't work on the host. It might work on the ghoul. Just put it in the drinks at the yeah. bar. They're all there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, no. Awesome. Did uh, y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? No, I think that about yeah. covers it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were the, uh, other than the German title, were there any other uh, interesting foreign language titles for this, Victor? Yeah, in French again, L'Experience Secrète, The Secret Experiment. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Awesome. We do we have, we have uh, some feedback. Uh, Hammond, it's always nice to hear from Hammond himself. Yeah. Uh, comments uh, see, season six is so good like jack said it's a breath of fresh air and that's definitely what i'm feeling so far uh it's a nice change of pace uh losing uh daniel shakes up the team and uh i, li I like michael shanks's character and i like daniel um but it is nice to get some fresh blood in the team and uh mark gillies 1970 on our episode 110 on redemption parts one and two says i enjoyed teal getting beat up by his son some much earned payback for him uh, hooking up with Shantok while his wife was dying in a refuge camp. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but I guess, yeah, it's the, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Tielk does this thing where he like, 
he alternates between talking about how he wants to rejoin the Jaffa and rejoin his son <laughs> and then doesn't seem like he's making any effort to keep up that relationship. So yeah, even in this episode, yeah. he's like, you know, I am on this planet, but soon I will return home to my, my home, Chulak. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, Jonas doesn't think he can go back to Kelowna, but, um, it's, it's like, yeah, he'll keep telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> soon I will come years, back buddy. from getting this pack of cigarettes. Yeah. He went out for milk. <laughs> <He> went, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Candace V, Adam M, Joanne S, and Steve N. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secret to Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give and be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel where you get to see uh, Lisa's dog jumping all over her and trying to knock the mic over. (laughs) To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, Please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate, and you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Abyss. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you, too. Thanks, Jack. I don't want people around here to start thinking I'm strange (laughs) i think it's too late for that victor (laughs) oh dear (laughs) once again i'm jack barzini thank you for listening to the secret to stargate on starquest anyway i'm sorry but that just happens to be how i feel about it what do you think here's another show on the starquest network you're sure to enjoy jimmy akin's mysterious world find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash mysterious.